Your favorite thing to do on a day off? Binge watch television. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Reba Watchables, your favorite Reba recap podcast. As we love to remind you, the revolution has already been televised. Um, we're just going over it for you. Um, anyway, I am here. <laughs> my name is Natalie Weiner, and I'm here with my co-host. Johnny Opping. Some, someone asked me, uh, or Jane asked me, shout out to Jane. She said, would Natalie pauses after she introduces you is that because she doesn't know how to pronounce your last name <laughs> <laughs> so prove to the world <laughs> johnny Offing. i'm the one with the mispronounced last name well, here true. whatever um i don't know look i'm still workshopping my podcast like affect I think actually this podcast may have cost me like an actual podcast job because they may have come across it. But you know, I'm committed to my craft and to Reba. Well, we're going to bury every other podcast. <laughs> so I don't really know that I think that would be sort of a lost cause anyway. That's true. I mean, this is going to be the podcast that defines a generation. Do you think that podcast affect is going to be a thing in like, 10 years like yeah, in journalism definitely. school like <laughs> podcast after like you're supposed to talk like a, a midwesterner or like the like non what is the accent they say they teach you in journalism broadcast school is like, oh i don't know it's like there's a city you're supposed to like learn their accent because it's hmm. the most neutral or something i bet it's seattle i don't know what podcast affect would be that Seattle's would be like a pretty neutral the whitest boys possible <laughs> <laughs> Uh, too real, too real. As we explore a very white television show, mm-hmm. Reba. Although there, there were some uh, black extras, some, some non-speaking people of color. So you know they're conscious of diversity. This is the early two thousands, after all. It's mm-hmm. not like they yeah. haven't been living under a rock. Yeah, they know that there are black people on football teams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, problematic faves indeed. Um, so this episode, which we have to recap for you, we've been hyping it up for a while, colloquially known as the potato salad episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but it aired, Johnny's episode, got the details. Episode five, for us. Um, the fifth episode of Reba. It is titled, The Stakes Are High. Stakes are spelled S-T-E-A-K-S. <laughs> Uh, it aired November 2nd, 2001, so we're coming up on the two-month anniversary <laughs> of 9-11, and, uh, I got big news, this is the most, this was the most watched episode of Reba to date. Wow. Um. Because people knew, they were like, this is gonna be the potato salad episode. Yeah. You know, no, they were they, just anticipating. They'd been hyping this for a while, it was in, like... <laughs> TV guide. TV guide. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you saw it at the grocery store. Uh, 5.3 million US viewers. Insane. I didn't realize that all these were US viewers. I guess that's how the ratings work. Right. But we're obviously not. So this doesn't account for the tens of millions of international viewers. <laughs> I assume. Watched uh, Reba. Um, I wonder 
if Reba ever got like dubbed in French. I bet it did. Probably. We get our hands on those DVDs. <laughs> It'd be priceless. Dude, that's for the uh, that's for the Patreon. <laughs> the review of the French Reba episode. Uh, All right. So do we want to do a quick a quick synopsis of what happened in this episode? Okay, it's really hard because there's a lot of action packed there into is. this one. But this was an episode that didn't have, like, most episodes, not just of Reba, but of television, have, <laughs> like, multiple, like, an A plot, a B plot. They're okay, having Mr. Television Expert well, is coming in. To... I don't think that that, I'm, what I'm saying is, this is an extremely straightforward episode. There right. was only ever one plot there the was. entire time. Well, uh, there's kind of, I feel, I... You know, you might need to debate this because I feel like there's a little subplot action. But it's all happening in the same room. Yeah. There's like essentially one scene. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you want to get into what happened? The short version... You've already described this to me before. (laughs) (laughs) It took a lot longer. That's true. So we're going to do this as quickly as possible. I know. I'm doing it quickly. Um, So... Basically what happens, Van has a football game. Van, the famous white cornerback of our time. Star white cornerback. Whose talent can make or break a team. Um, He has a game, you know, as as football players often do. And because he was named player of the week, his parents would be obliged to host a steak dinner for the entire team, which seems like a huge ask for any, like, random parent of a football team player. Mm -hmm. Um... But anyway, that's how the tradition works, as we are reminded frequently. And since Van is estranged from his parents because he impregnated uh, Reba's daughter, mm-hmm. Cheyenne. Which is kind of spoken on for the first time in right. a while. Of like, right. oh yeah, he does have parents, but they hate him. Right, right. Um, he's kind of like, oh, I can't like ask my parents to do this. Like, Reba, will you do it? And she's kind of like, ooh, that sounds like a lot of work. Because like... It is a lot of work, like, feeding an entire football team. For some reason, also, as they kind of joke about in the episode, they're having, like, a giant feast right before they go play the game, which yeah. seems, like, really impractical. The tradition itself is is outrageous, but we'll get to that yeah. later. So they, they, and then... Basically, there's this whole really specific set of ways it has to happen, as Barbara Jean naturally enlightens Reba about. Like, there's a binder full of regulations about how this dinner needs to be served. And it's like a superstitious. Yeah, it's thing. a superstitious thing. And Cheyenne purchases the wrong variety of potato salad at the grocery store, which was like her one task in the making of this entire meal. But, you know, she's all having anxiety about being pregnant, which of course is understandable because she's like 16 or whatever. But (laughs) um, Anyway, so she gets the wrong potato salad. Uh, Reba's like, whatever, we'll just give it to him. Nobody will know the difference. And for a long time, they don't until Barbara Jean finds the container of the of the wrong potato salad in the garbage can and she tells everybody and then they all like flip out and they're like we're gonna lose the game and unsurprisingly they do lose the first half dramatically and the coach is like oh i guess we'll just lose this one which no coach would ever say so it's pretty highly unusual um and then Reba basically comes in with the right potato salad, allegedly, and gives it to them to eat in the middle of the football game, which again sounds just disgusting. And then they win the game. Right. Biggest comeback in Westchester <laughs> history. Um, which Brock 
the assistant coach slash dentist slash father and mm-hmm. ex-husband of Rebo won $50 on. That, right. Which, He's betting on a game that he is coaching yeah. in, which seems pretty unethical. Yeah. Um, so, that yeah, that's the entire episode. Um, for a little bit of podcast context, like, this is probably the most important podcast to, I mean, episode to this podcast, mm-hmm. because basically, like, the... If if you felt like that, just that synopsis could have been done any faster. You have to understand how painful <laughs> it was for Natalie to do it that quickly. She so this podcast started because Natalie was watching this episode. Okay, and well, gave me. Can a, I add a little bit more context? Still, I was watching it because I was doing a listicle of Reba songs. Okay. I was ranking Reba's top twenty songs. So okay. I was really immersed in Reba, sure. and that's why I decided to go back and watch the show. Okay, that's fair. I mean, that's not, like, because is a strong word there. I think that <laughs> I don't think your editor required you <laughs> to watch no, upwards of five I'm episodes of Reba. I'm just saying that I, well, I only watched five episodes. This was the last one that I watched during that stint. And anyway, so she she described this episode to me. In great, great detail, <laughs> and to be, and it took about forty-five minutes. And to be fair, I think that most of that was because of the many, many questions that I had. Um, but then I said that she should have a podcast where she describes these episodes, and then she came up with a name that has never been used in any way on any other podcast. Uh, the the Watchables, and here we are today. But. Yeah, in the same room, watching Reba together. Mm-hmm. It's how all great love stories end. And more podcast news is uh, that this is the first episode recorded that uh, with also in the room, Reba the cat. Yes. There is a cat. Uh, she's passed out next to the podcast equipment. Mm-hmm. Her name's Reba. Her name was already Reba. We didn't name her that. Yeah. Although it's, of course, sort of a long story because it turns out her name wasn't actually Reba and the rescue just put it as Reba to help themselves avoid confusion and, but we just kept the name because, yeah, obviously. Speaking of confusion, that I'm sure listeners are very confused. (laughs) Well, whatever. I'm just trying to not, you know. And when I say we uh, adopted a cat named Reba, I mean, we as in the podcast. This is the podcast. <laughs> Kat, she lives in the podcast studio. Yeah. And, um, yeah, she's she's acting like she's not excited about this episode, <laughs> but she definitely is. She's been talking about it all week. She's being uncharacteristically quiet, which I'm taking as a sign of respect for the podcasting yeah. process. Well, there's like a little light on in the studio right now that says on air <laughs> or live. <laughs> So she knows, she knows the rules. Anyway, we'll stop talking about the cat and get back to the episode. Um, yeah, there was a number of strange things, absurd things in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest one being the conceit, which was that this traditional uh, football team dinner, mm-hmm. which is definitely a real thing. That's mm-hmm. a thing that happens in high school football and mm-hmm. high school sports of like this important dinner mm-hmm. um and i think it happens everywhere it's definitely a thing in texas but in this episode or 
in, in the Reba universe, it happens bef- um, immediately before it. <laughs> Which is like... Oh, I, I, Reba touches on, I guess. Yeah, she, she kind of riffs on it. She's yeah. like, by the way, this is really stupid that you guys have this giant steak it, dinner right before you go play a football game. Right. And, um, I mean, that's the main absurdity. Uh, also, we just sort of get a glimpse of the coach who is like, a, just a, like a bumbling idiot. Yeah. Like, I mean, not, not even in a like... Charming for the, way. And also like for the stand... Like, that's sort of like not a fair way of describing because like everyone that's not Reba is incredibly We've stupid in this show. Like so he is on a different level. Like he's he looks like he has like like limited motor function <laughs> that he is in control of. Uh like he can't do basic math and he believes that not eating potato salad is like the has key. doomed his game. Yeah, he thinks the potato salad is the key to winning, which makes you wonder like what they do in practice. <laughs> because like he he truly believes that they have no chance of winning because they didn't eat right potato salad. I mean, I think like so the absurdity of the game and the ritual and whatever. It's like they're definitely trying to double down on the notion that high school football is like this religion in Texas. It's kind of like a Friday Night Lights Reba crossover episode, <laughs> except with like none of the sensitive realism of Friday Night Lights and a lot of insanity. Yeah. I mean, that's... It's... Yeah. You could argue that both of those are parodies of high school football in Texas, <laughs> and this one <laughs> is correctly parodying it. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's... Like, it's weird. I mean, they only, you get like, you get no players really speak except one of them says the word breasts. <laughs> That's probably like the best joke in the whole show. I was going to use that for one of the segments. Oh, okay. Well, we'll get back to it. Well, then, uh, yeah, we won't give it away. <laughs> we gave away the punchline, just not the setup. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, they have a weird kissing line. Yeah, that was that made me think of like the wasn't that a scandal with like the University of Florida or something like. Well, let's explain it. The the like the as the host, every player kisses like kisses her as they get in. Yeah, like and she's like, it's not every day you get to kiss the whole football team. It's like, okay, Reba, just relax, simmer down. It's like weird because like, and Van is the first one, and he's like thanking her for doing this, and Mm -hmm. like. And hugging her, and like the player behind him is like, quit hogging the host. So it's like yeah. weird because it's like <laughs> the notion that, like, obviously, like, I mean, again, it's a parody because, like, that sort of thing does happen in a less formal way of, mm-hmm. like, you know, especially in the South, like, like just a kiss on the cheek. Mm-hmm. And this is like very, like, like deliberately, like, weird and horny, <laughs> a, like, conveyor belt of kissing. Uh, but yeah, the main like the 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 episode is just like much like there's really like nothing that happens except a potato salad mishap. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's all to just like paint this picture of like this is Texas, this is football, and also Reba is like 
quote, uh, allegedly, like, not good at wife things, like, hosting these sorts of dinners, Brock is trying to, like, convince her not to do it and to let Barbara Jean do it because, Who's, like, lives for this We learn that she allegedly has a wild cat, which is their school mascot, tattoo on her butt, Mm -hmm. which is an interesting moment for everyone. (laughs) Um, But, yeah. It's like, he's like, let Barbara Jean do it. Like, you're not good at these sorts of things. She's like, I can do it if I want to do it. You know, she's kind of doing it as like a proving everybody wrong thing. Right. Like, you're telling me that I can't like just follow all the stupid rules in this giant binder and like put together this yeah. dinner. And so also she's the one who's like, when Cheyenne gets the wrong potato salad and is like, oh my God, like, mm-hmm. I have to go back. And Reba's like, there's no time. Reba's the one that's like, it doesn't. Matter. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. you put potato salad in the thing and nobody's going to know the difference. Yeah. And uh, so, like, she's the only sane one like, yes. in the like in the entire episode. Um, and then, oh, yeah, as you pointed out at the end, then when she gets the, like, when she saves the day mm-hmm. and Cheyenne is like, how did you get potato salad <laughs> so fast? She, she, so, again, we just seem to re- drive home this visual. Reba brings a big, like, canister of, of potato, salad potato salad into the high school football locker room. Yeah. And everyone celebrates. And it's just like a big, it's just like a KFC looking Like a big chicken, plastic you know, like container. A, and it's like, and and then they kind of like run out with it out of the locker room. So like, Right, so they're going to like eat it on the sidelines. Exactly. Well, yeah. Well, it's just like this image that they're going to all like eat it like pigs eat slop. Like, you know, like they're... <laughs> <laughs> like they're like they're, see I envision they each had a little plastic fork and they could take a little scoop okay yeah and that they would do it very politely well with no their pinkies but <laughs> yeah but it, and it also like barely looks like enough potato salad for 45 <laughs> it's definitely um, not enough potato salad for 45 people but um yeah anyway so she brings it like that's like the save the day thing mm-hmm. and Cheyenne said like how did you get the you know Ed's potato salad so quickly and like she just she just puts her hand she just said like says like shh you know yeah like as wink wink imply, nudge nudge like as in to imply like again it's still the wrong potato salad but these idiots don't know the difference mm-hmm. but I mean as you pointed out it like the assumption is that it was the correct bucket like it's right, exactly. It. Like, so it's like, why well, would they be excited if it weren't like visibly the different potato salad? Yeah. And then it's like, well, if you managed to get, how did you get the bucket if it weren't, you know, yeah. like, what's the difference? I mean, unless the whole joke is that, like, if, like, they're so, I mean, the joke might just be that they're so stupid. Like, maybe she just wrote Ed's on the top. <laughs> well, they or all it was just it. like a white bucket. Yeah. And it was just more potato salad. I think it had a thing on the top, though. It had some kind of label. It probably just said Reba. <laughs> Reba, Reba production brand potatoes. Reba production company. Uh, anyway, it's a mystery. Yeah. Mystery. She could have just said, like, Mama has her ways or something. You know, like, something like that. <laughs> that would... <laughs> If she had said Reba has her ways, I think we all would have said sort Mama. Of... I know. <laughs> um... Yeah, so I'm trying to think of, like, anything. I mean, the sort of, like, like you said that there's kind of a B-plot. I guess the B-plot is that, like, Cheyenne is also just, she used to be a cheerleader, a pep, right. a pep 
pet a pet, pet, pet. pet yeah that's a, as in like she's a pet like drill, squad drill team yeah. she said right yeah. and she can't fit into her outfit anymore because she's pregnant and there's like a a, a not subtle like very well it's not subtle because she just exactly says what the entire message is of like mm-hmm. you know like this stuff just doesn't seem as as, as important anymore now that i'm having and reba's kid. like well duh yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and uh yeah so that's happening and they actually have kind of a heartfelt moment at the end because like cheyenne is having this all like internal turmoil you know mm-hmm. about like being pregnant and like you know the world moving on without her um, there's also, like, a little bit of weirdness because, like, all these other drill team people are, like, hitting on Van, kind of, in weird, corny ways, you know, when Cheyenne is right there, so I think yeah. that's also... Well, the episode true. starts as, like, the sort of part of the tradition of this particular week, I guess, is that they kidnap the star player, like, the pep squad, the pep bets. Pep bets, Kidnap yeah. the best player, and... And then, and like that's just how the tradition all starts. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but then I don't know if you, so that's like literally the first 10 seconds of the episode, which was already had this. I guess we can like already kind of get, I don't have like an incongruous, like we have a, some of our awards and categories mm-hmm. are like weirdest moment that doesn't fit in. Mm-mm. I don't quite have one, but one thing that was very like not well done production style is just like they, it starts with these cheerleaders like immediately running in to their bedroom, to Van and Cheyenne's bedroom. And like they run in and like touch him. Mm-hmm. And then he's immediately like handcuffed and right. has, has tape over his mouth. And it's just like clearly he was just already that. It, like, he was right. already handcuffed right. in bed. But it's like as if they're like uh, some sort of like. I don't know, magicians or like <laughs> Ocean's Eleven style, just like like a wave of the hand and all of a sudden, you know, he's like tied up. Um, but yeah, that's that's all part of this like, again, like football tradition that happens in Texas that, you know, or like school. Tra- I mean, did y'all have like, that was a thing at our school sort of, of like seniors kidnapping freshman I don't in like know. orientation I didn't week do sports well this was just like school I mean, hazing I basically I but i mean we did all girls school things okay, so right. i don't know we didn't do that <laughs> um but yeah what else anything stand you, out you to didn't you? let me recap the heartwarming moment oh i'm sorry the heartwarming moment of at the end at the end yeah, yeah. kind of like you know getting when Cheyenne is getting over all of this like sadness about her pregnancy and like Reba comes in with the potato salad and Cheyenne's like I was coming down here to save you but you saved me and it's actually like it sounds corny but it's actually like kind of a tender moment and then they hug and I don't look whatever I don't know it, it gets me a little bit yeah. and Reba's like that's what moms do and it's like oh yeah it was very sweet because every I'm not, you know, I obviously have not had those mother-daughter experiences. <laughs> Every daughter has that potato salad on <laughs> with their mom. Yeah, I was always getting the wrong potato salad for the football team. The chronic yeah. issue. Right. Um, um, other than that, I mean, the two, the other two children, again... I mean, Jake was literally not in this episode. No, and 
probably... Oh, no, he was. He dropped his gum in the iced tea. In I the forgot iced tea. about that. Yeah. He had one line. He had one job. <laughs> and he fucked <laughs> And it up. was to stir the iced tea, and he dropped his gum in there. And his line was, I'm not stirring, I dropped my gum in here. And, and also, these two kids definitely, like, unattended at home during the football game. Yeah. Um, like, they are, they are, you know, it, it's interesting the like sort of dueling dynamics because you spoke about this like tender moment between Cheyenne and Reba and sort of like her passing down the knowledge of what motherhood is and like the sacrifices and meanwhile her other two children are raising themselves <laughs> like they have no lessons bestowed upon that I know we just have the fucking like wise cracking middle daughter yeah. who's like as acerbic like she's ready to go to UCB like she's her... just like her like she had a joke where she's got a she's got a mallet what's it what's the sport that she has a mallet for croquet croquet yeah um and she like she kind of says like let me hit these pep squad people on the head they broke in because they like Reba and her think that they've like been burglarized and it's just this like weird moment to have it, they've like inserted this joke like it would be funny if this if the 12 year old yeah. was like I want to whack these cheerleaders on the head yeah. and they just have her do it twice in a row and Reba's just kind of like oh yeah. you <laughs> and yeah. it's like that's actually kind of disturbing no, it's, yeah it's definitely <laughs> like problematic sort of uh, behavior for a child um, and then she's also well she doesn't have any other like, she's like she also comes back in so, when Reba messes up, or when the potato salad mm-hmm. just incident happens, the the complete meltdown, Reba, like, tells them, like, no, it'll be fine, because, like, you don't, this doesn't mm-hmm. matter. And they go off to play the game, and if, and she's cleaning up, and then the daughter comes in to tell, the other daughter. Uh, right, she's like, them, like, she somehow knows the score. She, like, yeah. ran over to the football field. <laughs> like, no, it was funny, because it's like, <laughs> in my head, I was like, oh, she said that in such a funny way, then I realized, like, well, actually, it's 2001, because she was like, I just heard that the game, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I just heard on the telephone that the oh, game. She didn't mention the radio announcers, though, yeah. so maybe she, like, somehow just tuned into the radio yeah. broadcast. Yeah, um... And, yeah, so they had essentially no role at all in this episode. Um, Mm -hmm. Brock had a minor role. Barbara Jean had a bigger role just as, Yeah, Barbara Jean was just She's, like, the good football mom. Like, the one who knows how to be a football mom. And she's the one that sold out Reba. Yeah. She found the garbage. And Reba was like, okay, just don't tell anyone. Like, relax. Because she, like, flips out. And Barbara Jean's like, okay, like, what would Jesus do? Yeah. <laughs> and no, like... <laughs> which was, like, I thought a failed opportunity for, like, a great, like, Reba-style joke. Yeah. When she was like, okay, like, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? And then she's like, okay, like, I won't tell. And the second Brock comes over, she, like, acting as if it's, like, impossible to hold in. She yeah. like, blurts out, you know, Reba got the wrong potato salad, and everybody oh. freaks out. And Reba says, like, I guess Jesus would have sold me out or something. Oh. And, like, she definitely should have... Because she said WWJD. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, Reba should have said, like, I guess it was what would Judas do. Right? <laughs> Wouldn't that have been, like, a really good Reba joke? And by re- really good Reba joke, I mean really good joke that I just thought of and I'm really proud of. That would have been better. 
Like, I could have had a... If this were, you could have been in the Reba writer's room. Yeah, Reba writer's room. If there's a Reba reboot. <laughs> Reba a Reba reboot. Writers. <laughs> it's just a good tongue twister. I mean, I think that, like, if there's a Reba reboot. Reba boot. A Reba boot. Then, obviously, we should be the first candidates yeah. to get an interview. But I sort of contend that that joke means that we shouldn't even have to interview. I think we should just <laughs> yeah. be penciled in as part of the writer's room. <laughs> I think you should. I'm not I don't, I'm not out here writing jokes. Um, but we should do our segments now right, that yeah. we've over... Um, now that we've surpassed the Reva writers with our mm-hmm. hilarity. Yeah. One um, to them. Okay. That could be a segment. Like, mm. a, like a... A punch up a Reba joke. Yeah, every I, we've already we're still already like forgetting all our segments. Why not? Every time <laughs> we have to keep thinking of segments because we're gonna forget one every time. So the new one <laughs> will need to be added. So next episode, I will remember the Reba punch up joke. Okay. Um. Um. Okay. J.R. Smith Award. J.R. Smith Award, which for any new listeners is a totally original award named after a basketball player. Um, no other podcast has an award like this, uh, <laughs> the same way no other podcast has a, a, a name, name like, like ours. The watchables, um, yeah. the, so the J.R. Smith Award, what it is, is basically, uh, an award that goes to the character who makes a monumental mistake, mm-hmm. but ultimately we can't help but still love them by the end of the episode mm-hmm. a la jr smith i uh, think like still lovable despite a huge mistake yeah <laughs> who do you think won in this i episode? don't know i hadn't actually thought of it i i think i mean it's kind of gotta be cheyenne yeah yeah because she even makes though it's the like biggest mistake, but it's not it's a, like that's not a real mistake like right. getting the wrong potato salad is not a legitimate mistake yeah but I mean, like it's one of those things where we talked about last time. I think that as much as this award is called J.R. Smith Award, it probably could just be the Ban Award because right, it's like literally this is the ethos of his character. Right, is like being a dipshit who's like pretty lovable <laughs> because he has good, good intentions yeah. when his stupidity doesn't get in the way. But yeah, like, he didn't actually like make a mistake, and he wasn't that big of a dipshit this episode and like cheyenne was like she you know she made the mistake (laughs) reba the cat is just completely upside down right now um by her own doing we're not holding her upside down and yeah i mean she also like thinks that the potato salad curse is real right and yet still gets the wrong potato salad so but then at the end she's like I think maybe it, it's like it's it is pretty funny like that like this sort of learned moment mm-hmm. was her being like you know maybe with now that I'm gonna have I'm gonna bring like a child into this world mm-hmm. this stuff isn't as, maybe as important team but, isn't as important yeah but then it's like you know you just kind of like have your palms up like uh, I don't think you need to be pregnant to realize right. that all this stuff is truly insane right. well uh, that's kind of why Reba's like yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> But, yeah, okay, so she wins this week. A rare upset man yeah. not taking the crown. Right, stealing it from her husband. Um, I picked the Reba song for this episode, 
was kind of a little bit of a last minute effort, but there she has this like power ballad from her kind of <laughs> early nineties phase where she was doing a lot of that called You Lie, you know? Okay. And it felt relevant to like Barbara Jean's betrayal because oh, she was okay. like, I won't tell and then she did. Right. And so it's just like, yeah, Eli, it's a pretty dark song, but you know, not really in keeping with the tone of the episode, but like you get the point. Okay. I <laughs> That's was... going to be on the microphone. I'm sorry. <laughs> what that, you saying that is definitely going to be on the microphone. I, like flicked a rubber band. Mm-hmm. Um, anywho. Uh, yeah. I was hoping that there'd be a song that she recorded. She's recorded a lot of songs. I was mm-hmm. hoping there'd be at least one about potato salad. <laughs> that seems like a good choice. So everybody, what's it called again? It's called You Lie. You Lie. So everybody listen to that uh, before or after, or let's just say before and after watching. Yes. And if you just heard a sound, it's because Reba the Cat has decided to get onto the recording table. Um, she's sniffing the microphone. Yeah, she's sniffing the microphone. And um, she's trying to generally disrupt the process, which is kind of her usual MO. Um, but we welcome it because <laughs> sat on some pennies and is sort of dealing with, this is sort of one of the bigger dilemmas she's reached today. She's like sitting very specifically with two of her front paws on two quarters. Like she has them like balanced very neatly. Um, two of her front paws. She only has two front paws. Anyway. It's it's funny. Sorry, it's not, not really easy to convey via the podcast medium. Um, okay, what are our other segments? I don't uh, incongruous moments. Yeah, I didn't really have one besides. I was going to use like... the joke. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was incongruous because it was like the only actually funny joke, maybe, of it's, the whole episode. It's unexpectedness is what made it so funny, right? And and not even in a like, oh, what a weird joke for this episode it was like actually like the whole point of the joke was to be unexpected and like yeah. so like they nailed it like it was very funny <laughs> so like basically the joke came when rebo was like trying to give the football team a pep talk after they're all freaking out because they're like we ate the wrong potato salad and she's like football isn't about what's in here and she puts her hands on her stomach She's like, it's not what you, yeah, put in your stomach, I think. Yeah. No, it's it, not what's in yeah, here. Yeah. Because, like, you don't put anything in your, anyway. <laughs> yeah. So she, like, puts her hands on her stomach. She's like, it's not about what's in here. And then she's like, it's about what's in here and puts her hands on her heart. And then some random guy in the football team is like, breasts! <laughs> like, really, like, enthusiastically, like, as though, you know, they all have breasts mm-hmm. and... Yeah. Well, no, he's saying it because she's a woman. I know, I know. I know. It's like really, but... he's just happy to see her touch her. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I wasn't, I wasn't getting that out of it. I guess maybe that's the beauty of it is it could be read multiple ways. I definitely read it as a horny teenage boy seeing Reba touch her boob. See, I thought it was like he's stupid and he's just like thinking like when she goes like this, she's like, "What's in here?" And, like, what's literally in here is breasts, you like, know? So he's, right. like, saying, like, right. like saying it like he understands what she's talking about. Like, he's trying to kind of respond to her well, call, yeah. right, right, you know? Right. So he's, like, He's breasts. also saying it through, like, a bay window. Or not a bay, Yeah, it's, like, like a, a weird little like a, 
uh, I don't know what the right word is. My yeah. house hunters is failing me. Uh, I don't know. A hole in the wall between the kitchen and the... A pass-through. Yeah, That's the right exactly. word. Um, and he, yeah, he's like in the living room and he just kind of like chimes in from there and he's like, breasts! And she's like, no heart. <laughs> but anyway, the oh. part where he says breasts is like just really it's funny. Legitimately. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're maybe not doing it justice. It's hilarious. Um, wow. I'm the, offended. I think I totally did it justice. The, there's another like very similar like dumb football player joke and it was just uh, Van being like, we need more gravy. And, yeah, and, there's, and there's just this like fat offensive lineman just drinking gravy out of a bowl and she's like what already and van's like yeah uh billy billy g thought it was uh soup. soup and like he's still drinking it and then like she takes it and like the guy just looks like really sad not he doesn't even <laughs> look like sick he just looks like disappointed in himself and it's it's like really like i don't i mean obviously it's just like a Football players are dumb and, like, offensive linemen are fat joke, but, uh, and he's got a mullet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a real, just like, tough, icing on the cake. A real tough, like, like, that guy has an agent <laughs> who, who read that script and was just like, hey, buddy, <laughs> I know this, I know, like, we haven't had a role in a while, but, like, I found one that I think you might be great for you. And it's just him he doesn't even have a line. He just drinks. <laughs> he drinks the gravy, gravy out of a bowl. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so those are incongruous moments. Reba feminist awakening moments. Um, wasn't as much of that in this episode. There wasn't like a, a culminating one as no. much as just like uh, a general like her typical. Am I am I taking crazy pills here? Am I the only right, one who right. sees that this is you know? And also just like, no, of course, like dumb shit that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like we can sub in the potato salad. Like I'm already making this giant meal for the yeah. whole football team. I mean, it's not like an explicitly like right. I'm in an oppressed position here, but it's also like yeah, I, the expectations of what I'm supposed to be doing here are too high, and nobody actually yeah. it doesn't actually matter. I mean, if anything, she kind of like leans into like most of the episode is her leaning into doing things that are ridiculous Mm -hmm. because it's like worth it to do the silly thing for the people you love Mm -hmm. idea of like you know like i'll get you know instead of explaining to them how stupid it she they are she just like gets the potato salad again because it'll make them not hate her daughter right yeah so not not high on the feminist quotient, but you know the undertones are still there, um, and I think so. We were doing a thing of like, is this episode worth watching? I think we came up with a scale, <laughs> and the last episode, I think we did that. Okay. Of I mean, like, is this a total pass or is it like, well, it's all right, or is it like a top tier? I mean, it's tough. I think that. This is not one where there's a lot of jokes mm-hmm. that really land without, you know, it's like, yeah. I mean, because it's it's quite the ass to ask someone to watch an episode after hearing the synopsis of it <laughs> with like the full ending and everything. I know, but so you're hoping that the jokes they... would be like really right, good enough right, to right, sort right. of like, I mean, 
I don't know. And I would also say that, like, you could probably get away with skipping this one because, like, there's definitely no <laughs> plot development. Mm-hmm. I mean, as if this is, like, <laughs> The Sopranos and, like, you're not going to understand. <laughs> but, like, there's literally, it's just, like, a football game happens. Mm-hmm. Like, none of their, like, lives develop in a way. There's no big yeah. thing that happens to them that will affect. And it's just, like you're saying, like, not that funny. It's not a top-tier joke yeah. one. We told you the funniest joke, and if you want to see it for yourself, like, yeah. that's probably worthwhile. We could, like, but, like, put in the show notes, like, what time what <laughs> times two yeah. I mean, we're definitely not going to do that, but... <laughs> Pretend that we did. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that kind of wraps it up. Yeah. I feel like I might have, I overhyped this one a little bit and I feel bad about that. It really like stuck out in my memory, but I think that was mostly because I was, the first time I watched it, like the whole premise of the potato salad <laughs> was enough to kind of yeah. like get me going and like, this is really goofy. Right. But and then it's like. your, it's in your wheelhouse. It's right. It combines like, things football. of like football and silliness yeah. and Reba yeah. are the three things that you <laughs> love. Right. Uh, but yeah, I, so I think, um, you know, it, it was definitely not a cliffhanger episode. So, you know, like a, a, a clean slate mm-hmm. for whatever's coming up next. Yeah. Uh, I think we have to wrap up this episode because Reba the Cat is, is had just about enough of this. Yeah. But... Um, thank you guys for listening it's very kind and generous of you and i hope maybe we we made you laugh more often than this reba episode made us laugh we're still still working on merch um yeah by working on it it's i mean we're We're saying saying the words periodically (laughs) um but we have the idea and ideas and yeah we're probably gonna like expand a little bit uh conceit wise like we didn't want to do it early because like we didn't want to like rattle your universe too much and kind of you know just establish some continuity make sure we can like remember the segments first right which we're still working on but but uh soon uh, we we're probably gonna have guests on um Mm -hmm. you know we've got if you are like a really diehard reba fan and you want to appear on the show like this is a democracy you know no for sure i mean it's like we we can't obviously have every guest on that wants to (laughs) because we've got thousands of listeners (laughs) um but unlike any you know it's like we are an open mic you know we've we've heard that certain (laughs) podcasts that some people say sound like the name of our podcast (laughs) that their ceo has been on the record as saying it's not an open mic for them right we definitely are. We so, are. like, you can... This you is know. your community. Mm-hmm. It's just, we're, like, the catalyst, but we want to start... You know, that's the revolution. You know, that's, like, the whole spirit behind the thing. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it might start off with friends, people we know, mm-hmm. but um, also, if you have any connection to the show, Reba, like, then definitely hit us yeah. up. You know, if... If, if you me, are if best we, friends with Reba, yeah. like... Please drop us a line. Right. If if you were in the writer's room and you want to get in, get on, be on the show and fight me for my uh, Reba punch-up, Reba joke punch-up segment, then, you know, I I can certainly, I can certainly take any criticism. 
um, and you can defend your show and your jokes. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, thank that. you again for listening. And you know, if you're a fan of the show, feel free to drop us a review or just a kind tweet. You know, we appreciate those too. Um, tell your friends, subscribe, and all the normal podcast places. And we will talk to you soon when we broach new episodes that neither of us have rewatched in the near, in the recent past. So it's going to be a full like uncharted territory situation. So thanks again. And we will talk to you soon. Yeah.